Welcome to So You're Kind of a Big Deal, a weekly podcast deep diving into the lives of emerging and established tattoo artists. Listen in as we dig into origin stories, industry hot topics, and what it takes to survive in the world of tattooing. This is Tattoo Shop Talk. It's funny, it's crass, inspiring, and sometimes we get it right. Join your hosts, Sean Headley and Dave Allen, every week as we host a new guest. True North Strong Tattoo Book. This is a massive tattoo encyclopedia of Canadian tattooers. 350 pages. It's an 11 by 17 coffee table format. Sean and Dan worked tirelessly to get this thing out. And sadly, it never made it to print. So it's available for free download at theholdfastsocialclub.com and championtattoo.ca. The Hold Fast Social Club presents... So you're kind of a big deal with your hosts, Sean Headley and Dave Allen. gonna be fun it's gonna be awesome <laughs> hey how are you good how are you i'm good oh, i'm sean nice to meet you. i'm i'm nice dave hi i met you at the show i believe you can tell us apart i know it's <laughs> i know it's hard for people to tell white people apart sometimes especially when we get old and white <laughs> i'll remember um one has glasses and <laughs> yeah just remember i'm the skinnier one. Oh, <laughs> i'm the handsome one <laughs> yeah. so you're in toronto how was the how was the convention oh it was really good um i was i was wondering should i put on the wired earphones or is my voice okay right now no your voice is clear yeah okay. yeah you can hear us okay yeah i can hear you guys perfectly okay awesome. cool <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. How's the how's the convention? I just finished uh, Nick's and it was really good. Um, I am done with conventions for a bit now because I had the show and then the Toronto show like almost back to back, and I slept for like twelve hours last night. And I'm, 
yeah it was <laughs> yeah they're tired were you working the you tattooing the whole time uh i tattooed on saturday and sunday but i left friday open i was actually working on a bit of a project with my colleague uh, marcus so we actually do this um, side project called Spitting Ink, where we've been also interviewing tattoo artists and just doing some fun like cool. TikToks and reels and stuff like that. So yeah, it was awesome. Oh, sweet. sweet. <laughs> Spitting Ink. Where can we find that? Uh, we're on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, we hope to do some YouTube as well later. So yeah. Cool. Right, we'll, we'll find yeah. you on Instagram. Probably <laughs> won't find you on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Nope. No. <laughs> no. Awesome. Uh, well, we'll just get started here. So yeah. you're kind of a big deal. Why don't you tell us who you are? Um, I don't see myself as a big deal. But <laughs> my name is Xiu, and currently I work at Monkey King Tattoo in East Van. So I work with, um, as many of you guys know, Jeff Tam, um, who's kind of cornerstone of starting kind of the Asian style in uh, Vancouver. So I'm very mm -hmm. yeah be part of their team um yeah cool where are you from are you from vancouver originally or are you from T toronto or uh so i grew up i was born and raised in uh, richmond which is okay a suburb of vancouver and then now i actually live in vancouver vancouver but uh yeah born and raised in the greater vancouver area oh that's rad it's got such a rich tattoo history uh how did you first uh what was your first tattoo experience? Like your first, you realize that it's something you wanted to not just do, but you wanted to have tattoos. Uh, so I think it, it's it. Well, I think I always liked art ever since I was young and I got into it because of watching like anime and like Dragon Ball Z, Pokemon, Sailor Moon. And so I always drew when I was young. And then around the time in high school, I met a friend who was, maybe like four or five years older than me. So he was getting tattooed by Jeff and he half sleeves with the whole, whole chest and he was getting it done. And he was like, Hey, do you want to come join me for um, one of my sessions? And I must've been like 17 or something. And I was like, yeah, I'm totally down. I've never seen this before. And I, I was like, so shocked to see like such big tattoos. I was like the biggest tattoo I've ever seen in my life. Just like, cool. And, um, I went in and went to a session and at the time I was so shy, I just sat there and it's completely quiet watching. And I think that was my first exposure to being in a tattoo shop and um, just watching it happen. And I didn't think that Jeff would remember this interaction from, um, but he actually did. And he, I guess, knew about my tattoo journey because that particular friend kept getting tattooed by Jeff and would update him on how I would cool. thing and everything. So kind of came like full circle <laughs> cool oh that's so, awesome where did you start um, how did you start i started my apprenticeship at um a studio a few blocks down um i'm no longer associated with them unfortunately because i did uh acquit the apprenticeship on my own volition um yeah. but uh that was about five and a half years ago that i started and um, it was actually a Japanese mentor because I was specifically interested in the Asian and Japanese style art. Um, okay. And I found him because I had been following a lot of um, tattoo Instagram. And I noticed that he in particular had an apprentice. And I was like, okay, so it seems like that person is open to having apprentices. Whereas I knew that Jeff was very much... Uh, 
very reluctant to take people on from what I heard from my friend. So I didn't want to approach Jeff having known that. Um, so I went to this other mentor and he luckily took me on. And, um, I apprenticed there for about three and a half years. And at some point I felt like it, I, it was never ending. Like I, <laughs> apprenticeship would ever end. So I think I had to unfortunately cut ties and well, I did not that I wanted to cut ties, but I knew that me quitting would inevitably mean cutting ties with him. Yeah. Yeah. It can be a hard thing to leave an apprenticeship. Uh, you get, so you invest so much emotionally, uh, in an apprenticeship and you, your mentors, I mean, I can't get rid of my mentor. We're, <laughs> we're attached forever. Sean's, Sean and I are stuck together for eternity. <laughs> so yeah, that's, I think that's a hard thing. And I think most apprentices leave their apprenticeships. Like, I think that, isn't that the thing that they all, everyone leaves either too early or, or never leave. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I think those are the two options, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, awesome. So, so then you went from there and that's how you, you ended up with Jeff. Yeah, so I I guess um, when I was leaving the apprenticeship, um, I was very scared about my future, and I actually thought that if I quit, I wouldn't ever be able to tattoo anymore, just because the impression that I had was that that mentor may bar me from tattooing, because in Japan, apparently a very traditional thing that happens is if you get excommunicated from a tattoo family, it's... Uh, yeah it's almost like leaving a, a gang of sorts and they kind of send a message to everyone else, like, do not take this person on. So I was very worried about that, but um, I had reached out to Jeff who was kind of somebody that I had looked up to for a very long time. And I kind of told him a little bit about what had happened. And he reassured me that, you know, it's not like that in where we are. And like, he, was like, just come here and don't worry about it. Um, I was worried that I would cause like drama, I guess. Yeah, yeah. 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 But he was like, you know, it's cool. Like, it's fine. And then, so I appreciate him so much for like, I guess, taking me into his team and just having me there and reassuring Yeah. Jeff's such a down to earth guy. Mm hmm. You know, he's super understanding, always, always up and happy and wanting to make sure everyone's happy around him. It's, that's a great spot to be. Mm -hmm. You got a real killer crew there too. What's it like working in, uh, working in that crew there? It's awesome. Like I was so nervous, I guess, joining them for the first time. And, um, I remember Jeff was like, yeah, let's do like a little dinner with everyone, um, to get you introduced to everyone. And I was so nervous seeing you my, okay. I'm going to this dinner now and I've no I followed these people on Instagram for so many years and I get to like finally kind of meet them. And uh, yeah, no, it was great. Like I remember being so nervous and now like they're just like my brothers. Like I was like almost like having like multiple tattoo dads and we jump <laughs> each other and like it's just a lot more fun that way because I feel like it's a lot more of like a there's no like weird hierarchy, I guess. Whereas, like, a, I guess when I was in my apprenticeship, it was very much like a top-down military-style hierarchy, and there's none of that at the shop. So I just appreciate that a lot more. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you find that your your growth accelerated once you kind of didn't have that pressure of all that top-down weight? 
Um, I think that there's like pros and cons to both. Um, I, I definitely do think I grew like a lot in my apprenticeship. And then at some point, I think it kind of got to a point where it plateaued um, because I wasn't allowed to do a lot of things. And I had to like follow a very strict um, version of what my mentor thought was the right way to go. And then once I left that, there was a lot of fear, like, oh, no, now I'm completely like on my own. And what do I do? And so <laughs> to my freedom. And then I'm like, I have no idea if I'm doing the right or wrong thing anymore. And I just have to make that judgment myself at this point, or just kind of like, ask my colleagues at my new shop and see what they think. And then I realized that a lot of tattooed artists are just YOLOing it through life. <laughs> a lot? A lot, oh, all of them. Yeah. <laughs> and then it made me realize, like, oh, like my mentor was not like the the godlike figure that I imagined that knew right from wrong, and everyone is just trying to figure it out along the way. Yeah. Yeah, be- I, yeah. I can imagine his his apprenticeship, which I'm assuming was in Japan, would have been a very strict thing, and they would have really adhered to a lot of rules, and that structure probably helps some people in the long run, but I think the Western style is just like, just try stuff, just do it, you know, and <laughs> if you fail yeah. or succeed, it's on your own merit. And Yeah. Definitely early on, I try and have somebody I might be teaching kind of stick to certain things because I'm comfortable with those things. And I know that I can help them troubleshoot if they have problems. If they start wilding out and going on their own, I'm like, oh, I guess you're on your own. Cause I don't know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's interesting i was just looking at your instagram before we got on here and um what you just talked about about trying new things and everything and one thing that struck me is you did a piece that had japanese influence or asian influence and geometric influence yeah and i've it's rare that you ever see those two combined if ever done well anyway you know usually somebody has a strong geometric background and then they try to do something asian but yours was a really nice balance okay so i think I think that's, uh, where's that coming from? Like, because your other stuff is very, I don't want to use the word traditional, but it's, you know, definitely uh, has a solid foundation in Japanese and Asian tattooing. Um, Yeah, I guess I just really appreciated all kinds of styles. So I've uh, followed a lot of um, different artists with different styles. And uh, when I was asked to do that particular piece that I think you might be uh, mentioning, um, I was looking at this, other artists um or two artists there's the gakin and nisako from originally from, yeah. which has a lot of japanese influence but also geometric um to kind of like get inspiration from so i did show my client like is this kind of what you're thinking because he did ask me for some geometric patterns which is normally not what i do and then he was like kind of but i like like how you do this more so i just kind of like took a little bit of that and this and then made it my own um yeah that's kind of my approach to most those pieces does your process change when you try to do something like that like you've you come from a background that seems like it was pretty rigid and now you're in a much more open environment how is that process different for you i think that even though i came from that very rigid um i guess way of uh i did get a little bit more freedom compared to other apprentices under the same mentor before I joined, 
I had a, I guess, a background of drawing like anime, which is very different from traditional Japanese, even though it's still Japanese art in a sense. Um, so he actually let me do some anime style tattoos within my apprenticeship. And he let me have full reign whenever it was a Japanese anime t- tattoo, because he was like, I don't know anything about anime. Um, you can do whatever you want. So Luckily, I got to experiment a little bit more compared to my um, colleague or I guess uh, colleague apprentices. (laughs) So I guess the approach with that is just like I utilize a lot of Japanese background and then I just put geometric or I put anime characters instead of (laughs) traditional. Yeah, Yeah, your backgrounds uh, are very strong. It's I mean, people (laughs) talk about the importance of background and. Japanese tattooing all the time. And I think Westerners fail at it often. Uh, But your stuff is, it's very uniform and um, pleasant to look at. Like it doesn't hurt the eye in any way. It's not jagged. It's not, what's your philosophy behind that? Like, how do you approach the body with background? Thank you. I think a lot of us would love to know what's that. (laughs) I think, yeah, I guess I just kind of look at a lot of other people, the way they do their background. And I save a lot of pictures where I'm like, I like this. And when I look at it in the whole grand scheme of things, almost like a, like a mood board, I realize, oh, there's a commonality between the types of backgrounds that I like. I don't like it when it's too thin, when it's too thick or too dark. So then I kind of realized, oh, so the pattern is that I like it where it's um has more of a gradient and it's kind of a medium-sized bar and bigger clouds or something like that. Um, that's how I found my style and background. And I realized that certain people's backgrounds, just by looking at their background, you can tell which artist it's from. Um, yeah. Really like um, I would like to say like Horitoshi uh, from Japan. He has those really, really thin, really black wind bars and it's like so distinct to his style and yeah it in that aspect where it's so specific you could totally see when it's a horitoshi family um any artist within that family does it like that and that's super cool but um for me i I prefer you know not too dark and not too thin but i guess take on it do you draw it first do you draw the subject matter first and then work out your backgrounds or do you have formulas for background on certain parts of the body Um, I used to, uh, have it as part of the stencil and that's how my mentor used to do it. But after I left, I realized that I didn't like it that way because sometimes when you stencil it on, it doesn't like connect where it wraps around the arm or, um, it just kind of gets crooked. So now I stencil the subjects on and then I do the background completely freehand. Um, the rule with it. I don't know if there's really any set in stone rule. Um, I was told that it comes in threes, like three wind bars. And then, and then you would have to change it to like maybe a row of clouds. And then even with the clouds, it's kind of like a three, a loop of three kind of, but then I would look at other artists that that do Japanese art and they don't follow that rule. So I realized that must've just mentor's own like subjective rule of his own. Yeah. Yeah, so I honestly don't really think there's rules per se. I think it's really all just stylistic preferences. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, it's yeah, always just, good to... 
there's some people that just it's just wind bars and like no clouds yeah at all it's just or like, just cloud around the subject matter mm. to pop yeah, it off the background too. yeah 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 it's fascinating stuff cool when was your first convention oh i did it like way too early in my my opinion but i was just like pushed into the water it was um philadelphia and whoa I was only probably like five or six months into tattooing. Damn. (laughs) That's awesome. Welcome to Philly. Yeah, totally. And I was sent there with um, my coworker who was an apprentice under the same mentor. He was two years my senior. And um, we were just both sent there like, oh, we're here. Now let's try and do some. (laughs) So your mentor wasn't there? No. I was just a two of you. Why Philly? So I think it was a bit old school. Like he thinks that conventions are the best form of like getting yourself out there and advertising. Because um, mm-hmm. I guess back in his day, there was no Instagram. There was no internet. So that was really the best way to get yourself out there. And Philly, I think, is one of the biggest tattoo conventions in North okay. from what I knew back then. Uh, and it was like, it was a good experience though, just to get pushed out there and um, kind of do these things. And then during my, I think I was just like sent to do so many conventions and so many random places that like, as much as I hated it at the time, like it was really good experience to like be able to do so many tattoos. Cause I think a lot of people are like, when they go to conventions, especially in the States are super spontaneous and then they just get a tattoo so me as an apprentice was like oh perfect i get to practice so much (laughs) somewhere far away from home (laughs) (laughs) oh that's awesome so how many conventions do you think you've done now then because you've been tattooing just over five years yeah i started in um october of 2017 so yeah about five and a half years i think i've probably done like I don't know, 20 or so. Fuck. Something like that's that. impressive. I think that's more than I've done in my whole career. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> what was your favorite? Favorite. Hmm. Or did you have a memorable experience at one that stands out? I would say one of the most memorable was when I went to Vietnam and I went to the Ho Chi Minh convention. Oh, cool. Very Um, cool. It was very different from any North American convention I've ever been to. So normally like in a North American convention, you go there with the intention of either taking walk-ups or maybe you try to get some clients ahead of time and you're tattooing and that's pretty much it. And then you maybe make some friends, hang out, have an after party um, but in Asia and Ho Chi Minh, from my experience, what I saw was that people that attend the convention were not really there to get a tattoo. They were there to just look. So you had, if you wanted to have a successful convention experience, you would have to invite basically your bodysuits and bring them, pay, pay for your client's ticket and hotel to bring them. And oh, wow. contest. So a lot of these artists would bring a huge lineup of bodysuits and just have them sit there the entire day. And then 
enter the contest and bring home a trophy. And that was, that was their goal. It was not really to tattoo or make money or it was like a different, really different mentality. And wow. yeah, it'd be strictly promotional at that point. It's just like, yeah. how many consultations can you, can you book that week? Right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they were, they, and I just feel like people maybe in Asia are not as like spontaneous about getting a tattoo because it is still a bit more taboo. So they have to really think carefully, like I'm going to commit to this one person. So I'm going to scope it out and maybe just pick up their business card and do my research. So literally the entire convention, the only tattoo I did was a small peach tattoo like this. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't even charge very much because the rates there are very low. So I think I made like $80 off that. <laughs> but I so much because I was like, wow, this is a whole different world out there. Yeah. Did you uh, at least turn it into a nice vacation? Uh, no. <laughs> What? <laughs> uh, the, me being there was not really like when I was still part of my apprenticeship at that time. So me being okay. there, so on like apprentice duties at 24 seven, like just in case my mentor needs me for something. And yeah. So. I was oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it was really like open my up to a whole different world of tattoos. Yeah, no, cool. I bet that seems completely different. Was it a quiet environment? I mean, no one's tattooing. Or uh, did they have show on? Or there were definitely people tattooing, but the, a lot of those were like um, pre-booked, and or the artists would fly out their clients so that they would have something. Gotcha. Working on something, and I learned that in Asia, in some places where tattoo culture is still really like new, they do a lot of free tattoos. They'll do a bodysuit for free just to be able to bring to these conventions so or like pay for these people just so that they can like really advertise um yeah so wow doing what there were people tattooing but it was to put on a show so they would be like those tag teaming ones where there would be like two artists working on one back piece or like yeah. a scalp tattoo um just stuff that is very has a lot of shock value on purpose yeah and some of the, the the health part of it aspect was maybe <laughs> your luck like just put down onto the side and they used it as a tray table almost. Oh my god! <laughs> Working off the floor because there was no like tables or like some people didn't have a massage bed, so it was very like you do whatever you can do. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Make it happen. That's crazy. Um, so who are some of your biggest influences in tattooing? Ooh. Um, obviously my mentor, um, was one, uh, and Jeff as well. He was like my gateway into the Asian style tattoos. And then after that, it was just like, once I followed some of those local tattoo artists, it kind of Instagram, you know, how it's always suggesting new stuff. And then I started following all these other, um, Japanese artists and then, it opened my mind up to all these other forms of tattooing, like West Coast style and like traditional, like not Japanese traditional, but like American traditional, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I'm still learning. There's like always new styles and always new things that I'm discovering. Um, it's hard to pinpoint specific influences, but mostly my influences are like more so the Japanese traditional. Yeah. 
when I look at your work, it has a real, um, has a lot of intent, I think, in the layout. Like it's almost like a drafts person has put it together. Like there's nothing that's just haphazard and just kind of figured out, you know, last minute. It seems like you've thought about every section. I try my, uh, <laughs> what's that? I try my best too. <laughs> kind of the opposite of what Sean and I do. <laughs> much more chaos in the way we work but it's it's impressive to see because it's so well thought out and so it's plotted and everything is where it's supposed to be is that something you learned in your apprenticeship or is that something that you're constantly striving to i think um i think partial yeah for sure like um it was emphasized that you kind of have um certain parts of your body um where the main subjects go like typically like the the big bicep here for a sleeve is like kind of the main canvas and then the forearm, this little chunk of meat right here and um, not putting like faces and stuff on areas that bend too much and warp too much. So I tried to think about that, I guess, with the movement of the body and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Then I kind of, once that idea was ingrained in me, then I started noticing how other people work with the composition of how the body moves and contours and stuff like that. Then I guess just trying it out for myself and seeing what works and what doesn't and what I personally like and how I've seen my tattoos be. Um, yeah, I guess that's kind of how it is. And I still think there's so much more that I could try and I'm still like, I have all these ideas and I'm just waiting for clients that will bite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Aren't we all? <laughs> <laughs> totally. I got a long list of projects I'd love to start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, absolutely. But uh, so you said you're done with conventions, so we're not going to see you at Kelowna in a few weeks then? Well, when I say I'm done, I say that for <laughs> you and then I'll be like, oh, but this sounds so cool. And then <laughs> like, I get so tired from it and then yeah, rest, I'm like back at it. And then I look back at my photos and my memories. Oh, that was such a good time. But yeah, no, I did really want to go to Kelowna and I asked my coworkers, I was like, Hey, anyone want to go to Kelowna? And then nobody gave me a solid response. So I was like, Oh, I guess maybe not this year. I did it last year though. It was a great time. I, I liked how like they organized like an after, after party event for each day. And then you knew where to go <laughs> after. Yeah. 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 yeah is this your, is this your first time in Toronto? Uh, no, I was at Nick's last year as well. And then okay. they, or that I just did a guest spot. Um, so it's my third time in Toronto. Yeah. Oh, nice. Excellent. Oh, cool. Well, there, that was my next question. Guest spots. Have you been, have you done many of those over the years? No, I, I actually, that Toronto guest spot was my first one. And oh. I, when I was in my apprenticeship, I wasn't really allowed to like do a guest spot unless my mentor told me I could or told me to. So, uh, yeah, the Toronto one was my first one after I had left my apprenticeship. I was like, okay, I think it's time that I maybe try this out. And I did it for only one day because I was like nervous about it. And then my and stuff, but I had a good time. I was at, um, Toronto tattoo people and like a Korean owned, um, oh, cool. one of my colleagues had guest spotted at, so he recommended it to me and then I reached out and yeah, they were super nice. Cool. It's, a, it, it's called Toronto Tattoo Peoples. It's. I think it's just called Tattoo People. Yeah. Tattoo People. Okay. 
Rock. I'm going to check that out. Hmm. Yeah. Awesome. So do you have any guest spots coming up this year? Not that I have planned. Um, Yeah, no, but um, I maybe if I go to a city. Oh, actually, I just realized I did another guest spot I forgot about. I went to San Jose in uh, here. (laughs) 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 um, More recent one. Nice. Where did you guest spot though? Uh, It was also a studio that another friend of mine um, kind of like told me to come visit. Um, It's called Parallax. Um, they're in San Jose, Milpitas, and it was great. Um, very like youthful energy and like kind of like newer tattooers, I guess. Uh, a lot of like uh, guest artists were working there too. So like a lot of people kind of around my age, I guess, because most of the time, or I guess most of my experience being in my apprenticeship and being at Monkey King, it's mostly like they're a bit older than me. So it was kind of a nice change. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah, it sucks being around old guys all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Boring. Telling you how it is. Setting our ways. Yeah. You wouldn't believe what it used to be like. It used to be so hard. You got it so easy now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Back in my day. <laughs> is Jeff like that? I could imagine oh, that'd be awesome. I gotta come visit Jeff again. <laughs> I can't imagine him being like that at all though at all like i think the guys at my shop are like super chill so um but yeah no both has its pros and cons i'm i've i'm i don't know how to explain it but like they say like oh it'd be nice to have like another female tattoo artist at the shop and then i showed up and then i think they got kind of worried like oh no maybe we have to watch what we say now like <laughs> like you know I did a yeah anymore and then they realized after I worked there for a while, they're like, Oh yeah, never mind. She's cool with <laughs> Yeah. How's uh, uh how's your clothing line doing? Oh, it's good. Um I haven't had too much time to work on it because I, I kinda do it as a side thing. Um yep. that Edo project that I started kind of during COVID, because then during COVID, you know, how we had a few months where we couldn't work. So I was like, Okay, let me channel my energy into something else and then I kind of, um, I've always liked fashion as well and streetwear. So I kind of wanted to take that approach. And then I made a few pieces that people were quite fond of. And then I just, whenever I had time, I would work on it. But I literally dropped it for like probably a year and a half when I was just oh, really? mad going into like tattooing a lot. And then um, for this convention I, or Vancouver convention, I wanted to make something new because um, it was my first time doing Vancouver show again since I was an apprentice. So this is my first time doing it as my own. So I dropped a new t-shirt and then it was really popular and I was really happy about it. You know? yeah, awesome. You had a great t-shirt. I was just, <laughs> I was saddened it wasn't black. <laughs> it was white. <laughs> oh, because a lot of the t-shirts there were black. Well, I can't keep, like a lot of people, I can't keep a white t-shirt white. I have a closet full of white tattoo shirts. I just don't wear them. Yeah. <laughs> But I did, I, I came across your clothing line actually a couple of years ago. I was living in Port Coquitlam again oh, and, awesome. and your stuff came up and I actually DM'd you and I was like, can you please make your hoodie in a zipper? And you were like, oh, probably not. And I'm like, I'm too old to wrestle in and out of a fucking pullover. <laughs> I'm hot. I'm hot. Get it off. Get it off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, everybody always wants pullovers. I had to do pullovers for my own shop. I was like, I'm going to do zippers. Then I did a poll on Instagram and like, I think 
two people were like, yeah, zipper. And everybody else was pullover. I'm like, well, I got to do what will sell. So, oh, God fuck. damn it. <laughs> yeah. What's the name of the clothing line so people can find it if they're looking for it? It's called Edo Project. E-D okay. Project. And th- there's a website for that? It's easy to find? Yeah, it should be linked in the bio. And Edo Project is linked in my Instagram as well. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Are you going to release more clothes? <laughs> Everything's sold out. And I- <laughs> Go to the website. Check it out. It's all gone. Yes. <laughs> um, I tried. Go see what you could have bought. Yeah. I guess like with like me being into streetwear, if you know like about like the Kanye Yeezys and like Supreme, how hard it is to get your hands on those, I kind yeah. of like follow suit and make it like very like limited and like collectible so people like you know rush to get it and then like cool. never release it again. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, you well, have... that's good. But you gotta keep releasing new stuff. <laughs> <I was gonna laughs> say, if you want to be successful, <laughs> you have to have product to sell. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, you gotta have like a little intern or something just do all that for you. <laughs> I'm trying to um I got my my partner to help me last convention, and um, he actually has zero tattoos, and it was his first time going to a tattoo convention, and he helped me sell so many t-shirts. I was like, oh my gosh, you're the best, like, booth ever. <laughs> was, yeah. he the, was he the tall, handsome guy in the booth in Vancouver? Must have been. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's super nice. Everybody is so fucking nice at Monkey King. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very cool. So we asked who your influences are, but now we got to ask top five tattooers. Your favorite top five. That is so hard. Yeah. Um, I know everyone hates it, but. Okay. Um, Okay. I think a huge influence was uh, Horitomo. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I didn't realize that back when like new new to the tattoo scene before I was an artist, I was just following people on Instagram that he started like Mon Mon cats. Mm. Yeah. And that was like, I was like looking at that art and I was like, this is incredible. This is genius. <laughs> and um, so he was a huge influence. And now I, I love his work. And I went to visit state of grace. Uh, he wasn't there, unfortunately, but I put my down, my name down on the wait list and I never heard back. <laughs> <laughs> and i was just like wow awesome and then uh, i also i'm getting my back piece done in uh october started by another artist that i really like um his uh instagram is gasen tattoo oh yes um where where is he at now he's in a place in japan called uh shimane which is like kind of countryside it's like apparently one of the least populous places in japan yeah yeah i have to take a flight there from tokyo so i'm gonna do that in october i'm super stoked i haven't met him before but we've been like talking about my tattoo idea on uh on online so nice he was at three tides right is that where he was originally at three tides uh not i'm not sure where his um yeah how he started and everything okay yeah yeah. i did get Tattooed at three times so recently, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, I went Sweet. in April. Uh, I went to Three Tides Tokyo and I got tattooed by Ichibei. Oh, rad. 
Yeah. And so he's also a huge one for me. I love his work. So it was really cool to meet him. I think I was really shy. I wanted to ask him more, but I was really shy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. You, I think you have to put in the door, though. So the next time you go back, right, bit of familiarity, you can talk more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I asked yeah. him, like, oh, like, um, you know, my friend so-and-so got talked by you, too. And he was like, Sorry, I don't really remember anybody. I just thought, <laughs> like, okay, I guess you probably won't remember me. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at least he's honest. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, so that's three. Oh, yeah, that's three. Um, I guess another one, uh, Stace Water Street Phantom is a huge one as well. I think he gets mentioned by more people than anybody. <laughs> Vancouver, right? Too, right? So, or yeah, yeah or something but he's he from Alberta originally yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah and then he was in Vancouver for a while and I he's another artist that I followed before I started my tattoo journey and I really liked his work so um yeah it's kind of more like new school and like sci-fi and I like that about it yeah mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah his stuff just keeps <laughs> mentally expanding it's just like well I don't yeah yeah, his stuff's it's great. awesome. He's been able to find clients that indulge him too. You don't, you, you could take the risk of drawing some pretty wild stuff, and people would be like, "No, I'm not going to do it." But he's got a following. It's great. Yeah. yeah. So that one more. Four. One more. That's four. Yeah. Hmm. There's so many, but I'm, I guess I'm just thinking about the people I've been tattooed by so far, and I guess. Uh, the other one would be Matthew Houston, who's also in Vancouver. Okay, yeah. Um, he does uh, traditional, kind of like European-American-style tattoos. And I just got like a rose and dagger and butterfly from him. And Oh, cool. Solid guy. Like he was, um, just had a really good conversation with him. And then we were just talking about tattoos. And he was telling me about the scene in uh, Europe, because I think he's from UK, which I've yeah. never seen in Europe. And um I started following like Claudia Decide. So good. Yeah. And um, yeah. Prism, um, those guys. And I was just like, wow, this is so cool. And he had some uh, trinkets, like uh, art book and prints. And he showed me and I was like, yeah, this is so sick. So Matthew is awesome. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. I have lots of his flash in my shop, actually. <laughs> What's yeah. the, what tattoo is your favorite on yourself? Oh my God. That's so hard. I know, I know. <laughs> you know, it's, clients ask that question all the time, and you usually throw out a bullshit answer, but that's <laughs> it's good to know, right? Like, I'd love to hear. I mean, like, I guess the most like distinguishable tattoos on me are like probably my sleeves because you see them all the time. Yeah, these were like done by my mentor, um, which unfortunately, because I don't have ties with him, it's kind of like an awkward situation when people always ask me like, oh, I love your tattoos. Where'd you get them done? And then I constantly kind of have to like mention him and talk about him. But um, they are, you know, solid tattoos. And I do love the art. Um, I didn't get the color done on this side before I had left. So I was about to live the rest of my life with no color on this side. But my coworker, um, graciously helped me finish it and he does Japanese Tabori. Oh, cool. Yeah, he did all the color on this side by Tabori. Yeah, wow. what's his name again? Uh, Gogo. Gogo, yes. He tattooed my apprentice at the Deadly Show last year. Oh, awesome. Yeah, he was there. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. that's amazing. Super cool. <laughs> What's the? You were talking earlier about wanting to do tattoos. So this might be the a good question. What tattoo idea do you want to tattoo more than anything else? Ooh, I, there's a few, and I was almost gonna like. I was, I needed to like write them these down, but like I think one that I've been really wanting to do is like a tenio. Um, basically, it's kind of like a Japanese angel. It looks like a maiden playing sometimes like a guitar or a flute that has wings and feathers like a phoenix. Mm-hmm. I would love to do something like that, but nobody has confirmed yet. But I will. Okay, somebody, somebody out there. Uh... <laughs> book something right away yeah <laughs> get to Tenio the top of the back line piece. <laughs> back piece with like light background awesome yeah yeah cool well it's been awesome well, getting to know you this has been yes uh, oh thank you so much for having me. i'm like stoked that I of course of this and just yeah. to recap where can people find you on instagram and on the internets where uh, yeah, I'm mostly active on Instagram, so it's at shiu underscore tattoo, and then I'm on TikTok as well, I guess. I'm not super there because my focus recently has been working on the Spitting Ink project for TikTok and Instagram, so I've been kind of fully more engaged in that aspect there. But yeah, mostly Instagram as well. Cool. Great right on. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us because we know it's late because you're in Toronto. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it is late <laughs> yeah yeah are you staying for a couple more days and doing some sightseeing uh no i'm leaving tomorrow night um i'm my mind is still in vancouver time so it doesn't actually feel that late to me but yeah, yeah. head back and then get back to working yeah awesome great mm-hmm. we'll have Fantastic a great trip home and... <laughs> Thank you. We'll, we'll see you soon maybe in Kelowna. for sure oh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <All right. laughs> Thanks. Take care. Bye.